0: hello fans of all ages welcome back to the exit velo podcast this is the second episode ryan morick here with you recording this on a monday night january 13th i am facetiming right now with adam cohen and this was a huge day in the baseball world hard news came down on the houston astros mlb and rob manfred laying down the hammer suspending aj Hinch and jeff lunow the, the Excuse me, the Astros manager and the Astros general manager for the 2020 season, forcing them to pay a $5 million fine and forfeiting the first two draft picks for this year and next season for the squad. And if that wasn't enough, the owner, Jim Crane, had a press conference this afternoon and he announced the firings of both Hinch and... And Lou now. Adam, we talked about this on the first episode of the podcast. We knew that news was bound to break, and today it finally did. And I gotta say, we were talking on the first podcast about that we knew that the MLB had to, if anything, overpunish, then underpunish. And I don't think this is an underpunishment at all. I think baseball did a very good job. I thought that they had a very good investigative report. And we'll talk about the players get, uh, getting let off the hook, including Carlos Belchon, but face value, what we see right now with the suspensions and the fines and the draft picks, I thought this was definitely a decent punishment.
1: I agree. I mean, we pretty much predicted that this would be about at least a one-year ban, and then ICM the cake, get, the Astros get a $5 million fine, which may not seem a lot, but it'll be interesting to see if that goes against the luxury tax penalties, because the Astros are right in the cusp of that. And they also lost their draft picks for the next two years. They're in the first and second round, like you mentioned, and that's always very tough. And actually, I was reading a lot of comments on Twitter. A lot of people in the industry were actually thought they were underpunished, but the fact that Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros, fired them just hours afterwards, that was icing the cake. And that was kind of what uh, the baseball industry wanted to see, that Lunhao Howe and Hinch got their due justice.
0: Yeah, for sure. And we could talk, I mean, I think it's a good argument if it, if it was an underpunishment or not. And I think most of the people who think they weren't punished enough are the same people who think that they should have had the title vacated. I personally don't think that does much. I kind of have mixed feelings about it because I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw a lot of Astros fans tweeting, we still have our ring, uh, you, you can never really you can never really truly punish mu- punish us, this was totally worth it. I mean, we had the discussion if it was worth it. I mean, you look at Jose Altuve, who gets a ring, doesn't have to return it. And then the year after, he keeps his MVP trophy, and then he cashes out on a $150 million contract. I don't don't like how there would have been a bunch of pettiness if they got rid of the, the championship. But... The reason why they didn't do it is because, are you really just going to leave it empty? I mean, the Astros didn't lose the World Series. They didn't lose any. They still won. The memory is still there. But do you think that taking away the title and leaving it vacated would have done really anything? I personally think that we're always going to look at the 2017 Astros and just know that this is tainted anyway. I mean,
1: I I think it honestly could have caused more controversy. I mean, look at all the Houston fans out there. And then you think about all the controversy that baseball has had over the years. All the the players who took steroids for teams that won the World Series, I mean, are going to just cancel that out too. Like, we have no idea what – Specific players in the Astros did this. It could have been some of them. It could have been all of them. We may never know like the full extent of it because this, you know, this is very much covered by Major League Baseball. I mean, they had seventy six thousand emails regarding this, and they had uh, I think sixty eight witnesses, and including twenty three former and current Astros players. So it's very tough to see like who was involved and who wasn't involved, and. We, we've both seen the statements of both Jeff Blenhow and A.J. Hinch, and they they were kind of shocking because, you know, they obviously admitted that there was wrongdoing, but it wasn't totally them. Like, it wasn't just them who orchestrated. It was kind of like a group effort to the extent so that we may never know the likes of. For sure. And I, I got to give A.J. Hinch the benefit of the doubt. I
0: mean, he has come off as – I hate to use this term, but he's kind of come off like a tool. We all saw that video. I know it's now resurfacing, obviously, but the Yankees had complaints during the ALCS of this year about potentially stealing signs and getting pitches tipped, so on and so forth. Now that video of A.J. Hinch pretty much laughing at the Yankees is resurfacing now and it's getting retweeted by freezing cold takes and all that good stuff. But I do give him credit where I thought he had a really good statement just now. I thought that he was really the only person in the Astros organization who really grew a pair and said something along the lines of, this is really disappointing when it came to the comments during the postseason about Roberto Osuna and... In Jeff Lunau's case, I thought he had a horrible statement. I thought that he... First of all, he said, I'm not a cheater. Yeah, you are, man. I mean, (laughs) you broke the rules, and he said that he didn't realize that rules were being broken. I guess if you really want to get technical about sign stealing, there really are no rules that say what you can and can't do. But aside from the point, it was a garbage... It was a totally garbage apology. He pretty much threw Alex Kaur under the bus, which we'll get to in a couple of minutes. But... Uh, I I thought A.J. Hinch made a powerful stance and uh, I know that a lot of people apologize because they got caught, but I thought A.J. Hinch actually came from the bottom of his heart, whereas Jeff Luna, I just thought that he just didn't really care. He's fine with the ring that he got. And truth be told, I mean, I really don't think that he's too concerned about his future in baseball anyway. I think that someone's going to give him a call after the 2020 season
1: and hire him. But aside from the point, what do you think of the apologies that they wrote down? Uh, personally, I have not had a chance to look at Hinge's apology, but I did look at Lunhouse, uh, And at first I thought – You know, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because I actually read this book called The Cardinal's Way and how he really built up their analytics department. And in here he's also, I'll quote him, he says, anybody who's worked closely with me during my 32-year career inside and outside baseball can attest to my integrity. And it's true, he's actually done a lot for baseball. But then I do agree, he he did actually throw not only Alex Tora under the bus, but he also threw uh, representatives, representatives of the team under the bus too. He said... And the video decoding of signs originated and was executed by lower-level employers working with the bench coach. So just everything with Cora. I mean, this isn't just Cora. It has to be from some higher-ups. Obviously not higher-up like Crane. They found no evidence against him. But just it's kind of bizarre to think Cora's did all of this. And it had to be done by someone of higher. And one how obviously knew that something was up. And I hate hate that
0: term, low-level employer. Come on. Come on, Jeff. Low-level low, low employees. I was always taught to treat the janitor the same way as the CEO. So Jeff Lunau, again, I hate to use the term, but he's just being a tool at this point. I mean, you you, you got to come up with something, something better than that. But let's get into down in depth in terms of the investigation itself. They obviously did their due diligence. They researched Almost 100,000 emails. They had about 70 or so witnesses. Uh, I'm reading the notes that, that, that you put together earlier, Adam. 23 current and former Astros players, like you had said. Uh, that includes Carlos Beltran, who so far has not gotten punished. He's not going to get punished by the MLB. Rob Manfred has said that. We could talk about if the Mets themselves are going to do something. But now, we're in terms of Alex Cora... They haven't announced anything in his terms just yet, and it's because he is involved in the investigation for the 2018 Boston Red Sox, who have now had a cheating scandal of their own. They were the World Series champions of that year. Alex Cora, we said it in our first episode, Adam, he is screwed, and I think everyone in the baseball world knows it. If Jeff Lunau and A.J. Hinch got one year, What do you
1: think Alex Cora is going to get? He's going to get worse than this. So originally, I thought he would get two years, you know, kind of just like quick maps, like Jeff Wunhau and AJ Hinch got a year. Cora was doing this for two different teams, so he would get two years. But now looking at it and just looking at all the notes and how direct he was with the sign stealing, I mean, we could look from anywhere from a five-year ban at least – to maybe even a lifetime ban, because this is huge. Like he, he was definitely one of the main orchestrators of this, not a one team, but two different World Series champions, which is wild. I
0: will not be surprised if we saw a lifetime ban at all. I really wouldn't. I, I feel like you're, you're getting down to the nitty-gritty when you suspend someone for two years or two and a half years or a year and a half. I feel like I don't think they're going to use the term ban for life, But I can definitely see a situation where Alex Cora is going to be, quote-unquote, suspended indefinitely, and then we will have to file for reinstatement. They might suspend him for a minimum of two years, and then he's going to have to file for reinstatement, which I think he will because, again, this was such a weird subject to talk about because we've never seen anything like this. We've seen sign-stealing before. And it's probably never going to go away, to be completely honest with you. I mean, we might see it slow down a little bit. I don't think that we're going to see anything in terms of technology anymore. Maybe it's going to just be straight out of the dugout. But we've never seen a scandal quite like this where thousands and almost, again, it was 76,000 emails that they went through. They interviewed 68 people and 20, 23 players and coaches involved with the Houston Astros. We never saw anything like this. And now the fact that the guy who pretty much was the mastermind of it in 2017 with one team and the fact that he is the manager in 2018 and he won a World Series both of those times... I. I, I don't want to say that I feel bad for Alex Cora, but you you gotta feel some type of way because uh, I'm sure he and his
1: family are, are really nervous right now. Yeah, I mean it's, it's hard to feel bad for him. I mean it's it's just so this punch will be so severe, but you got to think about all the teams that are affected by. I mean. You know, I definitely have some bias as the Yankee fan, but look, the Yankees in 2017 and 2018, and also the biggest what-if what question from this, Yankees beat the Astros in 2017 and maybe win the World Series. Does Girardi keep his job? We wouldn't see Aaron Boone as manager. And he could have won a World Series in the last decade, which we did not see. So there's just like, there's so many outliers of this too. And you mentioned the Jose Altuve Uh, five-year, $150 million contract that he got after he won his MVP year. So there's just so many little things that come from this, so many outliers that happened because of what Cora did. So as much as you kind of, like, you definitely feel pain in your side that someone's getting punished like this so severely, but he's just affected the game so much. We don't even know how much to the extent that, like, MLB knows, but he's definitely affected the game so much from orchestrating all of this. Yeah, I mean, uh, you and I are both big-time Yankee fans.
0: Uh, Personally, I think Joe Girardi was gone no matter what. I just think that I thought he lost the locker room, and I think Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman have been vocal about that. But aside from the point, let's talk about this from a Yankee fan perspective. The Yankees were eliminated in the 2017 ALCS by the Houston Astros, and they were eliminated in the ALDS in 2018 by the Boston Red Sox, the two teams who wound up winning the World Series – And both of those years are going to be looked at as extremely tainted because of their respective scandals. As a Yankee fan, do you feel any sort of relief or happiness? I'll tell you what I feel. I'm kind of just annoyed because we'll truly never know. Like I I almost wish that this scandal never happened because... I felt clarity in the the fact that the Yankees just lost to better teams. You know what I mean? And now I'm looking at these teams and I'm like, man, the Yankees really could have had, had both of these series won. And we look at the Yankees now and they're probably World Series favorites. They were this close to getting in the World Series in two of the last three years going up against Houston.
1: Just my feelings on it, but what are yours? I mean it's definitely frustrating and I agree with you there's there's definitely that question of we we'll never know how much the, so the Yankees could have won and they were like you said they were really really close we had some Yankees had some great teams in 2017 and 2018 and 2019 is maybe that stretch to the Astros as well and it's kind of obvious too because if you're looking at the home road splits for the Astros in the 2017 postseason, it's very alarming. The Astros went eight and one, had 273 batting average at home, and on the road they were three and six, so a two oh eight batting average. So they, there's definitely something up, and it's, it's going to be the biggest one F question. Like, could the Yankees or could the Dodgers? Even the Dodgers got you know screwed over twice by the Astros and the Red Sox for their scandals, and that would be a huge. Huge question, and it's interesting because I think a lot of Yankee fans are in this like weird state of confusion. Even CC Sabathia, because he's said multiple times, like you know, screw the Astros. And other times he says, "Well, I know that we were really close, and I would like to think that we were just outbeaten by a better team that winning the World Series." But it's a weird feeling as a Yankee fan right now.
0: Yeah, it is because you know that you were right there. And I feel like if you're an Astros fan, you're see like this is what I hate: the fact that the Astros won Game Seven in L.A. Every Astros fan is just going to be like, "Well, what didn't even? I mean, did the trash banging even work? Because we won Game Seven on the road in L.A., probably the most hostile environment of the season." And you mentioned the postseason stats. Jose Altuve's regular season splits are actually pretty alarming. At home, he hit 311. On the road, he hit 381. So Astros fans can come up with a whole bunch of excuses, but their home and road splits in the postseason are insane. And MLB Network, credit to them, they had an amazing stat earlier tonight. They had uh, they put up chase rate in the first half and the second half, and it went from about 31% in the first half to around 26% in the second half. So obviously, and we talk about this with steroids too. They don't necessarily make you a better baseball player. They make you hit the ball harder. They make you hit the ball faster. You still need hand-eye coordination, so on and so forth. The same thing does ne- does definitely apply in this case, but. Even we saw it with Tyler Glass now when he pitched against Tampa. Again, credit to MLB Network for this one, too, because they came up with the example on it was either MLB Tonight or or one of their shows. When you know what's coming, you're going to take advantage, and it's just such an easier way out, no pun intended, because you're most likely not going to get out. But it's so much more comfortability if you're in the batter's box, which leads me to something else. The Astros player was really reported that this was more of a distraction than help. Come on. Then why are you still doing it? There's no way that this was a more of a distraction. I don't know, but I don't know if you saw that part of, of the report, Adam, but if it's more of a distraction, why are you doing it throughout the postseason and the entire second half of the season? And they stopped doing it in 2018. That's when they started
1: doing everything in person. But Really? You got to suit to that level? Yeah, there's no way that was a distraction. I mean, I think one of the biggest things of this, and we really hit the nail on this too a bit as well, was that the players were the one that were the runners. There was a player out in center field behind the camera, and here's a lane that's another player. And... It's just wild. Like they, they were front and center. It wasn't even like the intern that we're talking about. Like, yes, low level interns as mentioned by Howe, were part of it. Yep. So we hit the nail on that. But we thought originally the intern was behind the camera. No, it was the players themselves. So like imagine with the players like sprinting all over minute made part just to do that. And also, like you said, it's so beneficial to know what's coming. And it's definitely easier, like you said. You have to have hand-eye coordination, and you have to hit the ball, and it's tough, but it definitely helps. And when you're at that level, anything that can give you edge just helps so much. So it, it really is unfortunate. And the Astros, I mean, there's no way that was If anything, it was just the most beneficial thing possible because they won a World Series. they got the extension. Just, just everything that came along with it.
0: It truly was a well-oiled machine. They operated this thing like, they they really knew how to do it. They really knew how to do it. It, it. It's almost like they practiced it for a long time. Getting back into the punishments, though, we've only seen Jeff Luna, the general manager, or former general manager, I should say, and A.J. Hinch, the former manager, suspended. No players are getting any sort of punishment. Not a fine, not games, and this includes Carlos Beltran of the New York Mets, which we'll dabble into a little bit, but... Are you surprised that players aren't getting suspended? I'm seeing it both ways where people are saying you can't suspend everybody. Do you really want to overpunish them that much? How are you going to prove what players did what? I mean, they just proved that this system was alive and well. Why wouldn't you be able to prove which players were involved to some certain degree or not? I'm personally surprised that the players are getting off. Totally scot free. I understand the Players Association is there to protect them, but nothing
1: seems very surprising. I mean, I have to disagree with you a little bit here. I'm actually not surprised that all the players uh, are not being suspended or fined. And this is why, this is what I think the overwhelming reason is. Like, sure, the MLB Players Association definitely helped, but I think because the players probably gave them so much evidence that they wanted and needed. I mean, look, Mike Fires was the first guy to give them the edge, and then they interviewed 23 former and current players. They were definitely a huge part of this, and they said, hey, if we're going to find you, no matter what you tell us, they wouldn't give them any evidence, so they had to almost, like, create a settlement that they wouldn't suspend any of the players, and I I think this can happen, which is unfortunate because it's a bit of an anarchy, and it's a bit, you know, dark on MLB's part because the players are responsible, as is Carlos Beltran and Mike Fires, but they're getting off scot free which is unfortunate because the players were just as we mentioned such a huge part of this whole fiasco
0: yeah which is why i find it really surprising because i mean i understand aj hinch wasn't necessarily for it he said he didn't condone it but at the end of the day he didn't stop it and he fully and he fully admitted that that was wrong and that's why he's accepting this punishment but the players are the ones actually operating everything him and alex them and alex core pretty much so why aren't they getting anything, not even a fine? I mean, uh, again, it is tough to really see Who? what are you going to do, a, a, a fine for the amount of times that you bang on the trash can or something like that? I mean, it, that's definitely very, very complicated. But I was surprised to see that – No players got suspended. And I was arguing with a buddy of mine who said, are you really going to derail the team that much? At that point, when you're suspending players, Adam, I don't think that you're derailing the team at that point. I think that you are punishing individual players for their roles.
1: Am I am I right in that or or am I totally out of the loop there? No, you're very much right on that. Like, the players should be punished. I am all for players getting punished in this. I mean, yes, there's the argument that you can't ban the whole team, but at least something. Not even a fine. Not even, like, a little suspension, just, like, maybe, I don't know, 30 games or something. or they Even even if they wanted to, they could just cut their pay in half for this season if they just wanted to, like, go after the players. But, I mean, they, they're definitely more responsible for this, arguably, than one How and Hinch, especially Hinch, because he – He smashed the monitor several times. He told his players to knock it off. I mean, yes, he didn't go to higher-ups and tell them what was going on, like Jeff Wenhow or Jim Crane. But at least he's just the most stand-up guy in all of this. I mean, at least he's taking responsibility. Players are just getting off scot-free. And I mean, other players are thinking this too. I mean, look, Aaron Judge also got affected by this personally. He could have won the 2017 MVP. Who knows how much Altuve was helped by this. And it's interesting because uh, at the time, Judge said no one's more deserving of this award and posted on Instagram. He took that down today. So Judge is pee- peeved off. And Judge is a really, really stand-up guy, too. And he waited until today to take that
0: down, too. You would think that he would have taken it down when this thing first reported two months ago. By the way, I think Aaron jo- I think he should have won MVP that year. I don't know about you. Me too. All right, good. We're on the same page there. But, I mean, yeah, a a lot of people are affected by this. Now, I think it's kind of funny that Aaron Judge did do something because let's not forget the Yankees did get a slap on the wrist a couple of years ago in regards to that. Remember that whole Apple Watches thing with the Red Sox? I can't remember off the top of my head what the Yankees were necessarily found guilty of. But they did get a slap on the wrist by MLB. And you know what? At the end of the day, I think a lot more teams are doing something over the lines, whether it's what we talked about the other day, whether they are filming signs of other games that they are not involved in. Again, I'm no inside source here or anything like that, but I definitely wouldn't be surprised to see a lot more punishments coming I mean, I don't know what kind of investigations that they are doing. It doesn't sound like they're going in-depths of anything. But, Adam, we got to be real here. There's no way that the Houston Astros and Boston Red Sox are the only two teams <laughs> to go overboard in back-to-back years. Yeah, there's
1: no way. And as much as, like... Logan Morrison has outspoken about the Yankees even after he's played in their AAA organization. I mean, he has a point. He said way back when in 2014, you saw the Yankees and the Dodgers doing the same thing. And it's just like the steroids. This reminds me so much of it because once one person is taking steroids or performance-enhancing drugs, everyone's going to be doing it because it's not totally illegal yet. And they want to have the edge, and everyone's doing it. They're going to just join them rather than, you know, be a stand-up guy and just not do that. So I think that a lot more teams are doing this. And it's so hard to catch, too, because you have to get confessions from the team. And it's just – it's technology, and you can do it in such an elaborate type of ways like the Astros did. And they were kind of dumb about it. I mean, banging a trash can for everyone to hear. Like, you can totally just, you know, find something with, like, a wrist or – the smartwatch that the Yankees did—like, who knows how in depth you can get with this? I mean, banging a trash can is not the smartest way. They did it with a massage gun too, <laughs> which is just hilarious. So, you know, upper teams should be smarter about this too. And you know, we could be seeing this investigation keep on going, possibly even years.
0: Yeah. Now that you think about it, I mean, banging a trash can really <laughs> not smart. And, and I don't know. I don't know if you saw the part in the report, but. Remember the the first viral video that really went out. uh, Credit to John Boy, who has become like a household name at at this point, exactly uh, with everything that he has done. But that video of Danny Farquhar stepping off the mound. (laughs) Apparently, the Astros were like in total panic mode, and they were like, "Okay, maybe like this is an issue," but they didn't care. They kept it going for the postseason. But but let's talk about this not being the first time. Let's get into Carlos Beltran, and I guess we'll talk about Alex Cora for a little bit. Carlos Beltran randomly decided to steal signs in the last season of his career. I mean, hey, hey, you know what? I'll believe it. The guy was hungry for a ring. He was on a very good team. Maybe he said, you know what? Screw it. Let's do this. But you know what? Come on. Like, do we – how many times – do people say, "Oh, that that was the first time I ever did that"? Like, you you rob a store. Oh, that was all the. It's gonna be your first time sometimes, <laughs> but every time you do it is not your first time. So if I'm MLB, I'm looking up other teams that AJ Hinton, and Alex Cora, Carlos Beltran, and other players that, that have been that are involved in this. I'm investigating these teams because you never know when the first time really
1: was. Is that overboard? No, it's not overblown at all. I mean, look, MLB launched the biggest investigative uh Program in their entire history, and it was fast too. It was like I don't know, four or five months, if that, and they got seventy six thousand emails and all that stuff. I mean, this can keep going, and and you're right. There's there's no way other teams are not doing this as much as I would hate the Yankees to be victim of this. They've already shown in the past that they've done something like this before, and you're right. Like once you know rob a store once, they're probably gonna rob it again. It's not surprising, or whatever, but. It's it's just really, really tough. And they, they really need to investigate this further. And Beltron himself, I mean, this guy was a stand up guy and everyone loved him. Everyone like he was he's always been like on the fence for a Hall of Fame, but people want him to get in the Hall of Fame. He's such a good switch hitter. He's been just such an amazing player over the course of his career. He's a natural leader. He finally won that chip on his last year, like everyone was happy for him. So it's really tough for him and it really tough to like see that of him. It's almost like, I feel like almost like a personal hurt when Cano got caught for PEDs. I know I keep going back to PEDs, but I just feel like it's so similar. And I feel it like it's a good
0: comparison. It is.
1: Yeah. Because it's just a huge scandal. And with Beltron, I feel a personal hurt. Because like, I really loved seeing him in the Yankees. I really loved watching this guy play. I mean, even Mets fans out there can attest to how much they like Beltron. So it's just, it's just really tough to see this brand name player just do something so horrid like this. Yeah, I mean, when Andy
0: Pettit's name came up on the Mitchell report about 13 years ago, at that point, once Andy Pettit, of all people, admitted to taking HGH, nothing should surprise you anymore because it's amazing what people will do to try to win. And you know what? I can't blame them because I'm sure if you, if you gave the entire Astros team a truth serum, I'm willing to bet well over half of those players and everyone involved Maybe, especially the players, because they're getting off free. But I'll tell you what. I think even a little bit of AJ Hinton, and Jeff Luna right now, I think that they think it was worth it. I really do. And maybe this goes back to our argument about, well, we, you and I were pretty much on the same page, but the argument as a whole in regards to should they have vacated the championship? Maybe if they did, maybe that is a personal hurt for the players and the fans, but you know what, since they still have that ring, I'm sure that there's a tiny bit of uh, of an ounce in those bodies where they think this was worth it. They got the ring. That's what they tried to do. That's what
1: they planned out and set out for all season long. And they did it. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the Astros won their first World Series. And I mean, as annoying as Astro fans are right now, like, we still won that ring and it's still ours and it's still rightfully ours and you can't take that away from us. I mean they have a point as ridiculous as it sounds, but you're right, if Emily really, really wanted to set a president a precedent, excuse me, they would go back to what they did in nineteen nineteen when Commissioner Shaw Mountain Landis set down the law and banned all eight players. I mean if they really wanted to like just scare every team from not doing this, because like we mentioned, and we have no inside source on this, but like just from logic, logical reasoning other teams are definitely doing along the same thing. So there's no way just the Yankees and the Astros and the Red Sox and possibly the Dodgers are the only ones victim for this. So if they wanted to set up presidents, they could have just banned a bunch of Astros players or taken half their pay, I mean scare them straight because then teams would be less likely to actually do this again, but because maybe of this somewhat leniency and it wasn't it was still a harsh punishment, but because they decided to go kind of on the softer side. Teams still might do this because, like you said, they still want a ring, and that's all that matters. Before we head out, we've been recording for
0: just over 31 minutes. Um, Again, a a very sad day for baseball, I think. But my final point, and then I'll, I'll let you have a couple final words too, but my final point before we head out of here is the fact that This is the first time that we're seeing a scandal like this. I mean, we've had technology for quite a long time, and I get that it's massively improved, and we're in the year 2020 right now, and things are beyond our minds. But the fact that this is the first time that we're seeing a scandal quite like this is because everyone is doing it. Uh, Michael K. tells a story all the time about how, uh, uh, I think, Craig Nettles said something about it was pine tar, or it was something in regards to cheating on the field. And I think he said something to either Billy Martin or George Steinbrenner during the game. And they were like, what are we going to do about it? We are doing the same exact thing. So you know what? Teams are doing it. They're doing it often. And that's why this is the first type of cheating scandal that we've seen. That's my final point. I'll let you have your final words before we head out. No,
1: it's, it's, it's very true. I mean... You know, teams are always trying to get the edge, like I mentioned, and you're right. It is pretty surprising because, like, we've had advanced technology for so long, and it took until 2020, and yes, technology is better than ever, but it took until now for something to blow up like this. So it's probably been happening for a while. It's probably been happening for, like, at least maybe six-plus years, probably maybe even before the 2010s or something that they're trying to use state-of-the-art technology, especially when technology is so much more prevalent in Dougie. I mean... You'll get Kyle Schwarber during a 2016 World Series iPad in hand, trying to figure out a swing path. So it's just so much more inclusive in the dugout, and maybe that's part of it—that it's more inclusive in the dugout. But but still, it's just—it's probably it's been going a lot longer than we can imagine. MLB is the only organization that's going to truly know what went down. We might never know as the public, which is sad. But also, do we really want to know? I mean, like like I, like what you both said before. Yankee fans are just in a state of flux right now. I'm sure Astros fans are too. Maybe even Red Sox fan and Dodgers fans with the whole Logan Morrison comment. But it's it's just tough to hear this. I mean, as exciting as it is to just you know talk about it because it's just so bizarre. It really is tough because you know our our personal teams are probably victim to it too. Yeah, yeah. You,
0: you hate to say it, but. That is the truth. We're better off calling this thing the, the Trash Can Podcast because two episodes down, and this is pretty much all we've talked about, and I don't think it's going away anytime soon. But please stay tuned to Backsports page. We're going to keep coming out with some good content. We're hoping sooner rather than later we can get in-depth on all 30 teams uh, as we are just about a month shy of Pitchers and Catchers reporting. For Adam Cohen, I'm Ryan Morrick saying so long and take care, everybody.